If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Today, I want to encourage you to stop and reflect how intentional have you been with surrounding yourself with rock stars, with badasses, with people that are encouraging you to live your dream, people that have resources and have the ability to impact your life in a positive way? Or are you surrounded with some people that are struggling and maybe, maybe are pulling you back and are creating doubt in your life? Or maybe a, a cast of characters in your life. Whoever you surround yourself, though, I think we can all agree, is going to have a ripple effect in your life. So the good news is that if you choose a group of people, a tribe of people that are high achieving, motivated, uh, happy, it's going to accelerate your success. I think we can all agree upon that. And that's the whole point of this show, is to introduce you to people who have broken through, defied the odds, made a difference in their life, and, and for you to be able to add them to, you know, having them as a mentor as part of your peer group. However, when you're ready to truly start the path to financial freedom and fulfillment in your life, then you can find out about this concept called the mastermind groups. And if you're a high achiever, then I have a mastermind group that's got some room for you. It's a community that's going to blow your mind and what it will bring to you and the impact it'll have on your life. I certainly know this because I've been doing this for eight years and there's nothing I've seen in the personal development field that's more impactful than the powerful curated mastermind group. So all you have to do is jump on a call with a team member, go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and have a conversation with one of my directors of opportunities going to explain to you what that community is all about. See if there's a fit on both sides and then watch your pathway to success become very accelerated. So go ahead, rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. Hey, welcome to another session of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. I am super stoked because my next guest is what I would call an ethereal personality. Amrit is an award-winning international speaker and acclaimed global coach. He is the founder of the Inspired Evolution and the host of the prominent Inspired Evolution podcast. Certified by Eckhart Tolle School of Awakening, Amrit is both a Mind Valley certified trainer, Mind Valley certified coach, and if you don't know Mind Valley, you may have heard me interview Vishen Lakhiani, the founder of Mind Valley which is a very inspirational community of people globally that seek to improve their life through all the way from meditation right up into inspirational, spiritual awakenings and functional ways to add value in the world. Now, as one of the three founding Global Mind Valley Masters certified coaches, he coaches a diverse range of remarkable leaders, entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, change makers, and coaches all over the world. Amrit's values clearly define his work as a speaker, podcaster, and coach. His real gift, though, for sharing impactful ideas and insights with clarity and enthusiasm enables him to engage audiences from all over the world. He's such a beautiful spirit. When you hear the interview that I did with him, he's got a laugh that's infectious. 
He's got a spirit that is alive, and yet all of this emanates from his ability to overcome some dark parts of his soul that he has visited with. So he is really impacting people in Australia and Asia, Europe and North America. I am excited because what he resonates with is connection, contribution and celebration. And if you look at those three C's, oh, wow, what a beautiful way to be a human. So you can't possibly see the gentleman that I'm about to interview, but I can tell you he's got one of the greatest smiles in the world. Amrit, welcome to Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast. Yeah, it is such a pleasure to be here, bro. Thank you so much. Do you do you know Preston Smiles? Yeah, I do actually. I do. He's up to some really amazing things in the world. Um, they spend a lot of time visiting Australia, mostly Queensland sort of area, but yeah. um, their work with the bridge is, is really beautiful. Yeah. Have you done his course? No, no, I haven't ventured out into, um, apparently it's really deep as well. Some of the work they do shifting people's identities, which I know is a big part of, um, yeah, your work as well. But um, no, I yeah. actually haven't attended it myself, but I've heard a lot of good things. So tell us a little bit about, um, the reason I asked you is because that, that introduction you do made me think of his, you know, blessings, blessings. Da, da, da. So. <laughs> so we, we met through uh, your girlfriend and I met her at Mind Valley when I was doing uh, a talk out there a few years ago. Mm. So tell us a little bit about your mission and, and why you're doing what you're doing. Where does it come from? Uh, thank you so much for diving straight into it. So uh, in a nutshell, my message really clear is that your health is your purpose and your purpose is your health. The two are not separated in any way. If you feel an off kilter in your health, it's probably because you're out of alignment with your purpose. If you're feeling off kilter in your purpose and life's not fulfilling, you're probably going to be not the healthiest version of yourself. Uh, where that really started. <laughs> yeah, let's go there. So basically I suffered with six years of depression um, and it was uh, a, a journey um, and the thing that healed me on the backside of that was, was meditation. Uh, meditation, the way I share it from stage, reconstituted my life. Um, the psychologist in her infinite wisdom gave me pills. Uh, the pills were a quick fix and they didn't really, I didn't really buy into the quick fix. Uh, the doctor prescribed me mindfulness meditation that really, really um, brought me home in a, in a really big way. It wasn't a quick fix, but it was a, it was a bit of a journey. On that journey, that was probably one of the biggest challenges in my life. And at the time I was, um, I was on a bit of a mission to try and figure out where, you know, where things could with me. And I thought I was heading on the right path and fast forward five more years. And I landed in my second biggest challenge, which was living a life that was completely out of alignment, um, and feeling like I was going to work. And you know that, I don't know if you, if your listeners or yourself remember, but the, the matrix where they've got those, they're harvesting people to literally f make the machine kind of tick and function. The machine city is, uh, is harvesting humans. Um, that's really, that's really how I felt actually going to work, um, every day. It was, uh, uh yeah, I felt like it was a soul sucking job. Um, and I got to a point where I realized, you know what, like, I know that I, I meant for more than this. Um, and I'm not saying that jobs are not, are not a good thing, but the one that I was in didn't serve me. And unplugging from that, the courage that it took from that, all the stuff, like all the stories that were in the way between me and unplugging. Um, yeah, I just was really intimate with that pain. And when I finally dove off into the inspired evolution, which is uh, what's brought us here together, um, that's, that's kind of been the biggest challenge. And I'm aware that our biggest challenges form our biggest gifts. So that's kind of what I'm supporting other people do as well. So that kind of informs the health is your purpose. Your purpose is your health. When I was stuck in a dead end job, man, like I wasn't the healthiest version of me. 
Yeah, I love that. It's really, really nice because it becomes an ecosystem of support. And when we are in flow and when we are doing what we love, we're not filling ourselves with poor diet and we're not anxious and stressed out. And we're probably on some level physically active because we're at least moving around and doing things and adding value. It makes a lot of sense. Thanks for framing it that way. Let me ask you this. Um, what was the trigger for you to get depressed? Uh, so the trigger was, it was a culmination of quite a few things. Um, but at its, at its essence, at its heart, um, if I'm honest with you, it was, I grew up in a, an Eastern family, um, in a Western world. Basically, my family was an immigrant family and it was a, a misalignment of values. Um, when you come from like an Indian background, Indian culture, you have a different set of values. And when you try and integrate that into living in the Western world, um, yeah, there were some, certain things that were off. I'm beating around the bush, but at the essence of it, the, the value of honesty um, and transparency was a, was a huge one that was, you know, in Eastern cultures, you get this in China, you get this in India. It's about putting your best foot forward. Yeah. So it's like, you know, keeping up appearances, you might live in a, in a, in a small apartment, but make sure you've got a really nice car, that sort of kind of mentality, just to put your best foot forward so you can ensure that you're getting ahead. Good. At least. Yeah. You know, um, which is, you know, it's, it's not something that's evil. It's not, you know, it's not to be demonized. Um, I think at its core, it's, it's literally just a function of population. You know, when you've got that many people, everybody's kind of scrambling. The competition thing is really powerful, but in the West, you know, we, we're like, we're, we're really privileged. Like competition is, is something that I feel like we're dissolving in this time towards greater levels of cooperation. Um, but cooperation requires you to be honest and trans and meet people where they're at to then actually create something together. And I was definitely functioning from a putting my best foot forward place, which basically if you unpack that means I was being dishonest and I actually had no idea how to embrace honesty. Um, and that the psychologist, basically when I was sitting in the chair, she kind of pulled the carpet out from underneath me. She just basically said, if you embrace honesty, all your problems will go away. And I was just like, what, like, how did you just give me that in like one sentence? And uh, that was at the core of, of what was going on. And that started a whole journey of personal development and growth, actually realizing that, wow, I can actually install values. I can install system upgrades and that will actually improve my life. Holy shit. What a rabbit hole that's led me to. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a lot of the work, of course, you know, that uh, we talked about before the power of your identity and reframing yourself. And we're so, suggestible growing up that if the programmers around us are not very good then we can get some labels that don't serve us as happens to a lot of people until they get stuck in the right you know come to the right environment one of the things i talk about on this podcast is you know i think the end game is about personal development it's about getting to know yourself it's about taking off the masks it's about all of that but we do live in a materialistic world and we do need a roof over our heads, some clothes on our back, some food in our mouth. So how do you navigate that? Because it's kind of like you're on the spiritual journey now, it feels like to me. And where do you where do you put your emphasis on being free financially? Do you do you not worry about that? Do you think about that? Do you have any intention around it? Mm, I love that. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, great question. So kind of diving deep into that, the the word that sort of really sits with me as a, I know you're massive on your I ams. Um, and so for me that the identity is around spiritual entrepreneur, spiritual entrepreneur. Mm. And that's something that I really sit home with. And to be honest, I feel like, and you know, when you, when you are a hammer, everything 
and looks like an hour. I feel like we're kind of all on that journey of finding our own path. And that's really what all that entrepreneur means to me is it literally just means you're weird. Um, and weird doesn't mean anything other than you can't like, you know, you're, you're being your unique self. So for me, it's just literally spiritually finding my own path and the way in the world. Uh, my faith seek which is really beautiful because they have this ethos around you've got to serve like if you to keep pace with the world you can't really disconnect and go plug into the himalayas like there are definitely people that you know that serves them and for sure but the ethos of like one of the cornerstones of our faith is to be of service um, and that just calls you out into like the most graceful way to be to live in the world um, for me, that's, that's the whole intention behind it. So how do I really show up to do the work? It's literally, how can I best serve? How can I best serve? And you know, that, that, you know, is a message that's been honed in over time when I was working in my corporate, um, kind of role that I didn't necessarily love. Um, I was, I was kidding myself that I was serving in certain ways. And then as I started to be in that role for longer and longer, I started realizing that the little bits of meaning I had attached to it were dissolving hard and fast, not because it was toxic. It was just out of alignment with my values. Right. Um, and then I was doing certain things like I was doing my PhD on vertical gardens, on high rise buildings in the urban environment, trying to connect people back to nature. I've always given a shit about mental health, I guess, because of my background. And I had this corporate gig and I was, you know, and ultimately I was this meditator and I was working on like external, like, you know, big scale PhD on trying to bring green into people's spaces. And I was like, what is really going on in here for me? And it was legitimately the nexus of where inner space and outer space connect. So like, I'm all about meditation and exploring your inner world and evolving through your values and all that. And then it, I was really passionate about the outer space. Like one of my greatest fascinations is like, okay, if we build five temples, we have like that much more worship. But if we build five pubs, we have that much more larrikinism, right? So it's like interesting to see how our spaces create us. And then I started really unpacking and coming home to that conversation going, you know what, actually the nexus of the very two, like where the inner meets the outer is my greatest fascination. So why am I playing all the way out there and all the way over here? Why don't I just play at that nexus? And that kind of brought me to how do I come to this? And it's like, well, you basically, that's what a coach does. That's what a life coach does. That's what speakers do. They help people shift their mindset and their personalities. And it's like, cool. That's what I want to do. Was it easy to sort of give myself permission to go there? Fuck no. Like the, whoa, the courage that that took, brother. I, you know, I know your story, so I know you know it. Um, but yeah, for those tuning in, it wasn't just like I woke up one day, I went, yay, I'm just going to be me. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a lot of friction that was kind of pushed me into like, you know, that was kind of causing a lot of sparks to fly off. But this is also one of the messages that if I can just take a quick tangent is I actually am a big fan of stress. I really feel like if you can tune into your stress, it's either, it's, it's probably letting you know that you're not doing what you love. Yeah. Like the reason you're out of alignment, that stress is a, is a real gorgeous thing. It's basically a life coach in your life for free. It's letting you know that, Hey, if you're burning out, if you're stressing out, you're probably doing something that's not in alignment. So listen to it, see what it can teach you and let it bring you home. And that brought me home to, yeah, really right at that gooey nexus of, okay, I'm just going to surrender everything to what it is that I love doing. Um, which is coaching and having these kind of conversations with you here today. That's awesome. So there's a bunch of stuff there, but uh, I want to take you back to, to two points. One is you talk about the nexus, that that point of contact. And I want to ask you because we, there's, there's all this conversation around mindset and around, you know, um, be positive or whatever it is. <clears throat> but my experience is that you need a strategy because when things are going badly and somebody turns to you and goes, well, be positive. You're like, yeah, well, fuck you. It's, it's, <laughs> it sucks right now. Right. So 
what are some of the hacks or the strategies like meditation in my opinion would be a way it's a strategy for you to become more self-aware mm -hmm. and understand who you are how you function by slowing things down mm -hmm. do you have any other hacks that you use or methods or strategies that help you be more grounded centered a better version of yourself Absolutely. So at the cornerstone of it, again, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Like you said, the meditation is key. Why? Because I did a lot of work with Eckhart Tolle, you know, blessed to be certified by him to be able to support people on coaching. The key thing is awareness is the shift. Like everything you're trying to shift, awareness is already the shift. So I've got this story basically, which goes along. I used to be a litter bug. I used to just throw my rubbish on the earth. Like I used to just like, I, as an engineer, I just thought street sweepers came through and just cleaned up the street and everything. And like all the waterways, they kind of just filtered everything out. I was completely ignorant. And one point, my beautiful girlfriend who we met through, she turned around to me and she goes, you know, that goes into the ocean. And in that moment, I had this, whoa, like this drop in. I saw that video on YouTube where the turtle's nose has that straw coming out of it. And they're just pulling out this straw that's as long as the turtle out of its nose. And I'm like, holy shit, that's me. Like I did that, you know, in that moment, the awareness really shifted. Now, I would love to tell you that in that moment after that, I never littered again, but that's not the honest truth. The honest truth was I kept littering. I did it once, twice, three times, but the fourth time I dropped it, I thought about it. I had the visual of the turtle and I was like, you know what? That wasn't cool, but I kept walking on. The fifth time, the sixth time, the same thing happened. Seventh time I dropped it and I said, you know what? I'm going to go back and pick that up. So I went back and picked it up and put it in the bin the eighth time i kept going back picking up on bin. it was about 10 or 11 or 12 shots in that i went to drop it and i was like you know what i'm gonna be ending up picking turning around picking it back up that's such a waste of time and energy and like that's just stupid it's foolish i'm just gonna put it in the bin straight away you know so it took about 12 shots to integrate it now the question that i ask when i share this from stage is at what point did i shift and most people will say when you finally were putting it in the bin but the reality is the shift happened the minute i saw the turtle in my head the rest of me was just integrating that healing, integrating that teaching, integrating the shift. So the awareness is the shift. So meditation brings you into such a gorgeous space of having that really intimate awareness with yourself that that is kind of the key from the first point. From okay, there, stop right there. Stop right there, man. That is freaking gold. Can't <laughs> let that pass. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's like, this is legendary stuff, man. You, you just let it roll off your tongue like it's the conversation down the street past the salt. So hold on a second here. In all sincerity, this is really, really, really crucial for people because often what happens is people think, okay, I need to budget or I need to lose weight or I need to exercise. And I agree with you 100%. It starts with the awareness, but then it's a nurturing experience that can grow through the meditation. And as you quiet the mind, maybe that turtle floats up a couple of times and starts to go, hey, remember me, remember me, creates a little deposit in your brain. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, the next time you litter, there's a bigger awareness. There's a, uh, uh, until finally you're, uh, you're unwrapping the thing and you're conscious of it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like a reverse engineering of the transformation. So mm -hmm. I think that's huge. If you're listening to this, listen, Amrit just dropped a bomb, man. He just mic dropped the, the call could mm -hmm. end right now. All you need to do is work on that and you're golden. 
And touch wood, like some of the key places in there as well is just like, you know, we talk about, you know, the going back to your question around the strategies, I think we're often hard on ourselves, hardest maybe even on ourselves in that integration period. Like we've just had the awareness shift and then we're kind of beating ourselves up. Oh, I'm not the person I thought I was. And you're spending all this energy just berating yourself, kicking yeah. your own ass. And it's like, come on, man, get yourself out of your own way. This conversation that you hear all the time, it's just like, you know, can you love yourself a little bit more? Can you be kinder to yourself? And the key, one of the key things is I just like to look forward a little bit and look back on myself, you know, and this, this is a bit of a thought experiment, but I kind of take the time to go, you know what, when I look project into the future a little bit and go looking back on where I am now, like what will I have learned about this situation? Right. And even if I'm going through a tough time or I'm being hard on myself or, you know, it's like, you know what, with hindsight, everything that's happened has served me legitimately. Like, please take a look back, even the shit stuff, the really hard stuff in your life, that's really been in service to you. I challenge you to really try, try and find me a way that it hasn't been. And all right. the good stuff naturally is, is booing you through life, you know, so that's in service to you too. So life is just this one massive roller coaster, but it's all in service to your growth and learning. And in the moment when we're really stuck, like you're saying, if I can just be aware that I'm stuck and it goes, okay, I'm in this aware stuck. I'm not trying to escape this, but how is this really serving me? And sometimes I can't feel it. It's like, man, like my anger is full throttle right now. Like this, I just, nothing serves me. Project forward, just like, you know, legitimately, it might be a day, might be a month, might be a year and look back and just go, yo, like, what did I learn from this experience that I'm having right now? And it was like, oh, that I'm triggered by X, Y, and Z. I shouldn't be doing business with X, Y, and Z. I shouldn't be showing up in my business as A, B, and C. And there's so much goodness in there. So from there, immediately, a little bit of gratitude just starts to creep in. And I know <laughs> we love the work of Tony Robbins. He talks about how you can't hold gratitude and anger at the same time. And so things already start to shift and lo and behold, things are moving. I love it, man. I love it. You know, I interviewed a CEO of Disney World the other day and he had 20,000 employees under his reign and he ran Magic Kingdom and all that. And he said the same thing you're saying. He basically said, listen, I score my day on three things. Hmm. How did I take care of myself? How did I take care of my friends and family? And how did I take care of my business affairs? And usually I get two out of three. And he goes, so here's what I do is I do my personal best and then I forgive myself. And I thought that's really a nice little cherry on top because what do most of us do? We do our personal best because we're all trying to do our best. We're not trying to do a shitty job. And then we usually do what? We beat ourselves up. Mm. I should have done this. I could have done that. I should have known first time not to throw the wrapper on the ground. How many times is it going to take me to figure this out and change? God, I'm so slow at learning. So I really like this forgiveness piece. I really think that we should talk to each to ourselves like we talk to our dogs. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my God. I'd be right? so saturated in love. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, you need a baby. You did you do a poo-poo. You're a good boy. Let me pick up the poo-poo for you. I pick up your hot poo-poo with the bag. You're the best, right? There's a Seinfeld skit where he goes, Martians are looking down on us and they're trying to figure out who's in control. And they're watching humans walk around, pick up the shit from their dog. And they go, obviously the dogs are running the place. <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, I love um, it. I love it. Great stuff. Great stuff. So listen, 
We could talk all day. Let's transition a little bit. So you've used meditation um, to work yourself out. You've honor, you're honoring health um, and purpose. And a lot of people struggle with that question of what is my purpose? And how do you coach them through that? As I have a few theories, but what do you do? Because that's an age-old question. A lot of people are like, well, I don't know my purpose. What do, what do you do in that situation? Yeah, there's a lot of entry points because often people come from different walks of life, depending on where you're at. And that's why one-on-one coaching is really the yummiest thing I do, even though I know it's not super scalable. I just, you know, I just kind of keep learning to serve in that space. And when my time becomes hard to find, I just up my rates, you know, just because I know that, you know, we focus on money on this podcast as well. And I kind of just allow the service to kind of continue that way. But generally speaking, there are a couple of places really key to start. First one could be your stories or the first one could be your values, right? So, and your values are normally informed by your story, but either or is an access point. So your story, so you'll notice like my purpose, my biggest challenge was depression. Six years, like not a small, easy feat for, you know, an adolescent man to go through. Um, and that brought me to meditation and mindfulness. Now, I can't stop because it changed my life. It's just filling up my cup to such a degree that I'm just like, people have toe aches. And I'm like, have you tried meditation? You know, and I've been through that journey. And it's like, <laughs> calm down, you know, like it doesn't heal everything, but it's given me so much that my cup overfloweth with such a thing that I'm just sharing it on again and again and again. And then, you know, the courage that it took to unplug from my, from my corporate nine to five. And people used to say, this is your one opportunity. You know, if you can just if you can just nail this opportunity, it'll be amazing. And I remember what that felt like, just the the pressure of, oh my God, my corporate gig. And no one talks about when you come out of this, your biggest challenge is going to be the overwhelming opportunities that are waiting for you on the other side of this, you know? So I remember what that was like to dance through that. Yeah. And then it was like, whoa, like going through that journey, that was a massive challenge and supporting other people, finding the opportunity, aligning to their purpose. Absolutely. That's kind of what we hold our hand to. So find your biggest challenge in your story and what it was that healed you, right? So for me, becoming a spiritual entrepreneur is what healed me. So that's kind of what I support people through is how do you find your spiritual entrepreneurism? Everybody's a unique signature. Entrepreneurialism basically just means being a creative entrepreneur. You just got creative about the way you make your money. That's really all it is. You're an artist, <laughs> right? In my mind. So it's just about finding your unique creativity. No two people's creativity is the same. So it's about just basically uncovering what's already in there. So when you start going there, what are some of the key values that you have? Now, though, to each individual, right? So for me, just to lay it out for you, it's connection. I love to connect. So you'll see me bouncing off rock like there's no tomorrow. And every time this happens, I just light up like a Christmas tree because I love to connect, right? And in there, the next one is contribution. I live to serve as you guys have been feeling into it. That's why I'm a coach. That's why I'm a speaker because service is just everything to me. So I get to connect to people when I get to serve. Now, the third one is, is celebration, right? For celebration, what it means to me may not be what it means to you. Celebration for me means vitality. If we're going to dance, we need health, right? Celebration for me also means to to show up like to the maximum of my best ability, this enthusiasm. For me, celebration, like you don't celebrate kind of going, oh yeah, that was good. You're enthusiastic (laughs) about your celebration, right? So it's connection, contribution, and celebration. And coaching and speaking allows me to do that because I get to connect with people. I get to contribute to their lives. Hopefully they leave in a space where they can celebrate their life more, 
right? So I found what my values were. Now, how did I start? I actually started by looking and it's a really simple exercise. I think this is what stops a lot of us. I got a page on the internet that had all these values listed on there. There's literally like 300 on there. And you just circle the words that pop out at you. How fucking lame. I know it's really that easy. (laughs) You just circle the words that pop out at you. And then after a little bit, you'll notice that you can collate them. And so once you collate, like you might have abundance, prosperity, and wealth, they all might mean the same thing to you, right? Or abundance might mean health to you. So again, it means certain things to certain people, but you collate them. Okay, so I've got one wealth bubble. I've got one health bubble. I've got a wisdom bubble, you know? And so you collate your bubbles. And then from there, you label the bubbles. And generally, you have seven to 10 different values. And then I put them in my phone. I was walking around with them. If I had an argument with someone, I checked my values. I said, what was out of alignment? Oh, that person is more about integrity and I'm more about human feelings. So human feelings, connection means more to me than integrity does. It's not that integrity doesn't matter to me. It just means connections higher on my list. Quick shift them. So I started walking with my values in my pocket, observing my life, understanding my values. Took me about six months, but I finally nailed it. It was like, wow, all I do screams connection. All I do screams contribution. All I do screams celebration. So it's like, cool, this is who I am. Now, it sounds like a simple thing, distilling yourself to three words, but man, when it comes to making decisions, holy shit, like I don't have any of that decision fatigue anymore because it's like, are you trying to connect? Rock reaches out, goes, let's do a podcast. Loved your podcast. Let's go. And it's like, yeah, man, I get to connect, contribute, and hopefully have a fun time doing it. We get to celebrate. Let's do it. Boom. Decision I'm made. In. done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so easy. It's so distilling. And from there, we start looking at what it is that you love doing in your life. Where do your values come into it? So you'll notice that I became a coach because that's where my values really got to shine right? So what is it that you really love to do? Where do your values really come up? Now, your values are also in your story. So when I was depressed, I was disconnected from society, my friends, right? I wasn't able to contribute, right? I wasn't celebrating life. So you'll notice my depression, that low point informs what I healed in my values as well. Wow. Wow. I got a serious bromance going on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's like book a ticket to Australia. Let's go. (laughs) Come on down, brother. You're always welcome. Always welcome. Triple C. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Listen, uh, we're going to wrap up the call. Uh, I would love to continue. We're going to wrap it up. Inspired Evolution is your podcast. Um, How can people follow you, connect with you, be coached by you? What is the best way for them to connect with you? Absolutely. So if you want to get in touch with me, I'm always available at amrit at inspiredevolution.com. The best place to sort of touch base is YouTube. At the moment, we've got the Inspired Evolution podcast is on YouTube and the comments people are leaving the podcast, like yours came out this week, Rock. There's been an influx of comments coming through and it's almost, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with YouTube now. It's people can leave comments on their biggest takeaways from the episode. Obviously they're sharing a lot of love, but they're also sharing a lot of insights. We can unpack these insights. It's like school for the 21st century. We can continue to learn and grow with each other um it's it's been amazing so i highly recommend checking out the youtube if you can if you really love it give us a subscribe and hit the bell notification um but yeah if you want to get in touch with me personally amrit at inspiredevolution.com always here to serve and contribute y'all absolutely absolutely amazing and you know i really think you framed uh so well the opportunity for people to tap into their purpose and that same understand that when they're off alignment, that they're probably not meeting those things that they really, really, truly value. So I appreciate the way you articulated that. You're a great communicator and your desire to connect with people is evident. 
And I have really, really enjoyed this interview with you. Thank you so much for being part of the Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure, man. I idolize your work and it's an honor to have that reflection coming back at me from you. Big love. Amazing. So for those of you that are listening, listen, listen to this again, because in what Amrit talked about, there are a lot of gems. Take some notes, take some of the practices, go out there and maybe find what your purpose is by doing the exercise that he talked about, because I think it's really, really crucial. If you can boil down the decisions you're making to three core you know, values like he did, you'll move yourself from sadness and guilt and fatigue into inspiration and passion and possibility. And I think that uh, he's really framed that very well. So we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And if you like this one, make sure that you hit the like button and uh, share it with other people. We'll see you on the next podcast. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.